Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, uh, seat of our pants edition. Nobody dropped any links in the doc today, but that's all right because we've got a brand new feature rolling out on Stack Overflow. You can find it in the left-hand rail if you're looking at a question. Is there a blog post up about it, Ryan, that talks us through this? There is. Yeah, yeah we had a blog post up this morning. Great. So the feature is called Discussions. I joined Stack Overflow five years ago this April, and I always said, wouldn't it be fun if there was a place you could go on Stack Overflow and you didn't have to ask a question, a strict question. You could just chit-chat. And Stack Overflow turned 15 this year. And for the first time ever, we are allowing sort of a new you know, kind of discourse on the platform. We did add articles in certain collectives. So I guess you could have written an article on some of the collectives that we've built. But those also were sort of confined to a narrow range. This is very much like, hey, you like PHP? Like, come on over here and like, let's, you know, shoot the, let's chew the fat about PHP. So yeah, it's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty interesting, you know, given all the years where it was like, oh, this is a duplicate question. This is a closed mm-hmm. question, you know, now. Subjective. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I looked up, there's 151 discussions as of today and some of the ones with the highest scores. Why do people keep shouting PHP is dead? Always. <laughs> Ryan, you've actually yeah. asked this question on a podcast before, right? Sure. I mean, I think my question is, was why does PHP keep surviving, keep living? But, you know, it it keeps growing, keeps changing. Um, WordPress is a big PHP, you know, source and and it's going strong. Right. Yeah. So here, the top voted answer, it's been around for a while. So there's less hype about it, you know, makes it seem like, you know, it's not that interesting, even though it powers Mm -hmm. most of the web. Second, let's face it, it used to kind of suck. But over time, it has matured into a fully object-oriented language that supports strongly typed quality code. The memories of those old days, though, still live on for people who haven't been bothered to look at the modern PHP. Yeah, I think uh, I used a little bit of PHP a while back, and it was it's server-side rendering in that it figures out what to put in based on server-side stuff. So you can do really easy changes to basic html page now with you know all the framework stuff going on now all the server-side rendering all the you know shadow doms and whatever like that's a lot more prevalent but it does seem like a very simple way like you don't need all that over engineering sometimes sometimes you just need to pull a simple variable yeah so another one here and and i gotta say you know like i myself am guilty of this when I need a little dopamine hit and I don't want to go doom scrolling through certain social media platforms, I go to the subreddit mm-hmm. for jujitsu and I post some discussion bait. I don't want to call it clickbait, but it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you ask you, you a question, the bears. you poke the bears, exactly. <laughs> and you get the engagement and the dopamine flows. Mm-hmm. So another big popular question here, is Jenkins still the winner of the CI CD space? Oh, yeah. and so. You know, Betrich's law, like if the headline ends with a question mark, the answer is usually no, or right. it depends, right? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we get called out on that every time we have a question in our headline. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think, you know, Jenkins is the first CICD thing I've, I was exposed to, and it's, it's open source. It says it's an automation server 
very extensible. So it's it has a lot of things that developers love, which it's customizable. It also has a lot of things that developers hate, which is that it has to be customized. Right. Apparently, you have to type like at least 30 characters for your answer. The top mm -hmm. answer is no. I have to type yeah. at least 27 more characters, but the, really the answer is no. Yeah. But uh, since I need more characters, Jenkins is an aging nightmare of myriad plugins, which are themselves open source projects that have not been maintained. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Gotta love somebody uh, fighting to hit the word count, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Here, I know you've worked at other software companies. Have you ever seen CI/CD pipelines in action or known that people were using them? I've known that people are using them. I've like, you know, heard it talked about around me, but it's not something that I've really seen up close and personal just because I've always been kind of more on the marketing side. But. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the basics of it is like once you commit and approve code, you run all these sort of like actions on it, right? And I think that it's an automation platform does does that really good. You can hook in, you know, your testing library, you can hook in your mm -hmm. cloud stuff. But I think there's also simpler stuff that's out there now. Yeah. One thing that I know is fun for us is going through the hot network questions every week. Oh, yeah. And I think this is going to make it a lot more fun. And I also think we have some plans to try to bring some of the best discussion here to the blog. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, you know, one of the, yeah, one of the objectives always was like, how do we highlight some of the great activity from the community on the blog or the podcast, or the newsletter? It wasn't always that easy, you know, questions, maybe they don't lend themselves to discussion or maybe they're like very technical within a certain space. So I think this is a great opportunity for us to sort of bring to the fore more of what's going on. And I, I've been clicking around, like just trying to figure out, okay, are these new people, old people? And a lot of the people on here, yeah, you know, five years on Stack Overflow, seven years on Stack Overflow. So it's cool to see them getting involved with the site in a new way. Yeah, I love that there's a, an official place for this, you know, the, the sort of back and forth discussion that happens in the comments or multiple answers and a lot of questions is is some of my favorite stuff, right? Like in so many things, like it depends, right? It depends on what right. the right answer is. And we talked about this podcast co-host, uh, Cassidy Williams had a great little video on it. Where it's like, mm -hmm. well, everything sort of depends on something else, right? So there's no way to give a straight answer. And right. getting that full context, that full, multiple perspectives of actual humans is is a lovely way to learn and get the full picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it strikes, strikes me too that the most interesting part of the discussion sometimes is not just in the question and the top voted answer, but in sort of the like back and forth underneath and people sort of refining the question to make it better. And, you know, a back and forth is sort of process of coming to a better answer sort of collaboratively. I do like that there's more ways that people can sort of touch the platform as opposed to through the, you know, the structured question and answer. I mean, I think that's a great way for us to structure, you know, our knowledge base in a lot of ways, but it also makes it easier this way for folks to be part of the conversation and ask questions without, you know, maybe being a little intimidated by the prospect of like asking a question, having it shot down as a duplicate or, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great community building content form too. Like, yeah. You know, Stack Overflow for so long has old Jeff Atwood blog post said, optimize for pearls, not sand, right? Mm -hmm. We want you to be able to find answers to your questions, but not necessarily have your question answered, right? 
So that's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So now this is people get to participate, right? Nobody's right. going to be like a oh, duplicate opinion. Right. <laughs> I do see some of these getting voted down, which I don't really understand. Like, I feel like it should just be zero. Like, if you're not interested, don't vote it up. Yeah. The, the instinct to downvote something, you know, that's not like actively offensive is, is sort of foreign to me. Like, yeah. you know, is it a neutral reaction? Just not reacting, like you said. Right, exactly. No, they must understand that someone on the internet is wrong. They must be put in their place, I think. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I absolutely understand the, the desire to downvote, to be like, no. You just can't sleep at night if someone on the internet is wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you got to get there and come with what. Why would you put that there? Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's other ones where it's, I don't know, there's, there's one here on this uh, working with very large data sets. Somebody voted down something that was just a block of code. And maybe it's just, you know, this isn't enough context. Maybe you're like, hey, this this isn't really helpful. Not a workflow. Right. There's no real context captured in the downvote, right? Like, is this wrong? Is it not what I was looking for? Is it like, should it be in a different channel? There's no way to really like interpret that except, oh, somebody messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you want context-aware downvotes, you also have to comment. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to bring up another side discussion to this, which is that we try to include, you know, questions from a bunch of different Stack Overflow Stack Exchanges in the newsletter. And those have always, you know, yeah, had a little bit more of the freewheeling nature of debate. So like I'll give you an example. We have one for philosophy. Mm-hmm. Oh, love the philosophy. What would happen if I suddenly lost consciousness? Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> You know, people go on underneath forever and the answers are so good. Well, you would be a zombie or what we call a philosophical zombie, a pea zombie for short. And then they tell the story about this guy who had no short term memory. Did you did you have you already read this one? No, I haven't seen that one. I've marked it for my future reading pleasure, but I haven't. Yeah. (laughs) He spent every minute of every day writing in his journal. I am now fully awake. I am now fully awake. I am not. I mean, wow. Yeah. The things you learn. Yeah, I mean, I I love those sort of like deep cut answers where it's, you know, there was one in history that was like, could somebody be a knight if they had to wear glasses? And somebody's (laughs) like, yep, here's the history of glasses uh, that would have (laughs) occurred across, you know, knights. And now here's why they can wear glasses because knights' weapons are sort of big, clumsy hammers that you don't have to be super accurate about. Right. But what does it fit over or under your armor? Uh, I think it goes under the armor, but... Goes under the armor. <laughs> under your steel visor, right? Yeah. Honestly, I think it's it's mostly that you don't wear the glasses. You just go out there and clobber things. Yeah, you just don't need to see that well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody else had glasses either, right? So maybe it was a more level playing field. Yeah, I agree with that. But the the discussions, I think, is another great reason for it is in this era of... AI, like AI is not going to give you the context of a whole discussion, right? It's going to give you an answer. And sometimes you don't just want to answer. Right. I do find that a lot of the LLMs that I'm using these days like to prevaricate. Is that the word? Mm, Yeah. Like, Like to be like, well, you know, I've heard blah, blah, blah. And many people say, but. On the yeah. other hand, you should be aware that some other people, you know. <laughs> a lot of people are saying. Yeah, some yeah. people say. 
Yeah. Yeah. God loves the weasel words. It's hard to know what plagiarism is in this day and age. And I guess always like for my son in fourth grade, it's like a book report. It's like blah, blah, blah about a bobcat, you know, and you know, where should he just look that up and how much does, is he really going to change about, you know, what he's reading? It's like, why, what does the bobcat do to avoid, you know, being seen? Well, no, it's got camouflage. Like, you know, he doesn't really have much to add to that. Right. At this age. Little Billy, you didn't do any field research on bobcats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm failing to see the original insight contribution to the field here. You know, PhD <laughs> thesis denied. Sort of yeah, like. Yeah, to engage with the criticism that came before you a little more meaningfully next time, Billy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm struggling with it because it's like I'm trying to help him and I sort of just want to be like, go get me the best answer you can find and then copy it down because yeah. maybe you'll remember it and then you've learned something. Yeah. I mean, that that is interesting for a lot of schooling. Your reports are essentially all plagiarism because they have right. to be. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what can you bring to the table? Yeah. Ryan, there was a regulatory ruling here in the United States that you wanted to mention before we sign off. Tell me what this is about. Yeah, so um, the FCC recently ruled that, that AI-generated voices in robocalls are illegal. Mm. They adopted it unanimously and that they count as artificial under the Telephone Protection Act. So interesting. You know, all those robocalls have to use recorded voices, I guess. So they have to use recorded voices of real people, but it doesn't have to be a live person <laughs> on the line. But it has to have at one point been a live person on the line. Is that <laughs> right? Okay. It has to have right. touched the lips of a real human and not a yeah, not a Lord, yeah. generated voice. What a Black Mirror episode we live in. Right, right. I mean, it's still a robocall. Still. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you are uh, more of a cynical type, if you enjoy a Black Mirror episode here or there, <laughs> I recommend you go look up a uh, hearing. I forget who it was in front of, Senate, Congress. It was a hearing in the United States in front of some governmental body. And a older gentleman was describing a harrowing incident in which he received a call from his mm. son who said he'd been in a car accident. The woman he hit was pregnant she may have been hurt and they took him to jail and he was mm. very worried he didn't think it was really his fault but he's now in jail could he please be bailed out and so the guy freaked out this dad and tried to proceed to figure out how to send bail money and the son's voice was just an ai clone i don't know how they got his voice but you know in that moment of urgency and i guess the kid said he'd been in a car accident maybe and his nose was broken or something i forget they yeah. had some you know subtleties to it to try to make it so like if his voice sounded a little off, but yeah, his dad bought it hook, line and sinker. So that was a scary one. Yeah. Well, I feel like those are, those are scam calls. So those are hopefully illegal anyway. Yes. This is more just a warning about yeah. um, how good these AI voice clones can be. Right. So next time you get a call from your spouse saying they've been in a horrible accident, make sure you say, well, okay, what's our family password first? Yeah. And can right. you respond to right. these prompts? That I'm gonna give you? <laughs> Everybody needs exactly. a password. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I had a, had a passcode for adults. You know, Right, exactly. Like, like if someone had to pick you up from school who wasn't, right. you know, your mom or dad. They would have, like, the yeah. secret passphrase. So now that passphrase, you just need that in all of life, unless you're IRL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's either that or get your iris scanned uh, by that weird company that will guarantee you're not AI. 
Yeah. I think it does the opposite of that, but that's just my just my feeling. <laughs> Do you think it clones <laughs> your uh, irises? Yeah, exactly. Machine learns what realize are about. Yeah, then it lets the robot open your phone or whatever with your. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Facial recognition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, if you've been a Stack Overflow user for a long time, yeah, definitely go check out discussions. There's a couple of cool collectives. If you use AWS, if you use R language, if you use PHP, there's people in there who are chit-chatting about this kind of stuff. All right. A famous question badge mm. awarded to celebrity Leo Messi 10 minutes ago. Leo Messi's won enough tournaments. It's also the icon is Lionel. Change a state value in React testing library. If you want to know how, Leo has the answer for you. Uh, helped over 2,000 people and earned himself a badge. Nice. A famous question is one with 10,000 views. And this badge can be awarded multiple times. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. All right, everybody. As always, I'm Ben Popper. Thanks for listening. Find me on X at Ben Popper. Hit us up with questions and suggestions. Podcast at Stack Overflow. We've been bringing people on the show who email us there. So this is your chance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you enjoy the show, leave us a rating and a review or do us a favor and just hop on and try discussions. My name is Ryan Donovan. I edit the blog here at Stack Overflow. You can find it at stackoverflow.blog. And uh, you want to hit me up on X. My handle is Arthur Donovan. And my name is Ira May. I'm also a writer at Stack Overflow. You can find my stuff on the blog with Ryan's stuff, or you can uh, find me mostly inactive on Twitter at Ira Maybe. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon.